Miller, and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to a Football Friday. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon and Ken Miller for the next two hours talking sports with you. Appreciate you uh, giving us uh, some of your time uh, in the next couple of hours. Here's the BMW of Des Moines guest list. We will start. We'll head out to Vegas, but Mike Pomp can't join us today. Uh, in his place, uh, Chris Andrews, our friend uh, from who runs the shop at the South Point, an, an underrated property if there ever was one. We're both big fans, Trent and I are, of the, uh, the work they do at the South Point. And everything that goes around along with the South Point. One of the local casinos, a little bit removed from the Strip. It is on Las Vegas Boulevard, but it's... um South Las Vegas Boulevard, way south Las Vegas Boulevard. Chris Andrews on the numbers, and by the way, at the South Point, as well as at DraftKings. Uh, the Baltimore-Houston, some nines starting to pop on that one. Wonder when that was going to happen. I told you. I didn't think I was going to get no. 10, and I wanted to get that nine and a half locked in. And you did the right thing. because Trent, I... Have not heard from, um, read. Everybody's taking Houston, yet the numbers staying the same for the most part. Yeah, why is that? Well, what do the betting splits say? Do you? Do you I uh, don't have that. I don't subscribe to that. All right, betting splits. Because I have to assume that it's all Texans because of what you say. There's definitely. I know I am not alone on my Houston love. Public wise, betting wise, fifty nine percent of the pick, uh, tickets and fifty two percent of the money. Is on the Texans, so money is not showing up the no, same it's way. No, not. Uh-uh. We're not talking about that overwhelming, you know, where you get the mm-hmm. reverse line mover. That's not what it is. I mean, tickets are basically fifty-fifty. I can check here at Circa also and see where their betting splits are at this time. Now there is more money on Houston at Circa, yet they sit at nine and a half here this morning. That's a little bit interesting. It, too. it is. Um, I'm picking Baltimore. I'll tell you right off the bat because everybody seemingly is taking Houston <laughs> in this football game. Uh, by the way, there's weather in San Francisco for the nightcap where that number sits at nine and a half. Showers all day in Santa Clara, California tomorrow and then into the evening hours. So we'll see how that affects the football game. That is the highest total of the weekend. Fifty and a half, the number uh, Green Bay and San Francisco. But back to the BMW Des Moines guest list. Chris Andrews coming Coming up at 1130 uh, at uh, 12.05, Chris Williams can't be with us. So John Walter's been deputized. The voice of the Cyclones will take his place. He'll join us. We'll talk Iowa State and uh, TCU, etc., and the Big 12 uh, with John coming up here at uh, 12.05 before Tom Cakert uh, joins us at 12.25 to talk Hawks. Uh, basketball, football, OC, etc. You know, they're starting to be a little bit. And David Eichholz, who joined us yesterday, I'm anxious for, to, talk, to talk to Tom about this. Uh, a couple of things with Tom. Um, he's working for the right company on three media. Did you see where the Nebraska on three media staff is this weekend? I did not. No. They're Honolulu. Oh, wow. They're covering Dominic Rayola. In some Polynesian Bowl, have you heard of this? I have, yeah. E.J. Epinesa played in that back in the day. Oh, yes. that's what he played in. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, am, I do remember that now that you mention it. But apparently it's going to be on the NFL Network tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But how, about, how, how sweet is that? So Sip's there? Sipple's there and Sean Callahan's there. Both of them covering it. They do things different in Nebraska. Jeez. Any football news, positive-wise, they'd lap it up. There hasn't been a lot. No, there hasn't. <laughs> there has not been a lot. Uh, anyways, Caker coming up. But here's where I wanted to go with you. Ryan Mahaffey, what do we know? And are you starting to... 
Is there a little smoke around the assistant O-line coach, former OC with the UNI Panthers, mm-hmm. now with the Green Bay Packers? Is that a name that Eichholt was kind of, I don't know, hinting at yesterday when he joined us? I think that would be the one that makes a whole lot of sense. I mean, and he's connections. young. He's incredibly young. 38, 30, late 30s. Yes. He's an assistant offensive line coach. Uh-huh. He was an OC. Yep. He's called plays before. Yep. And did it at a high level. Those you and I, those two teams that he ran the offense were pretty good. Now that wasn't would he would have, would they have played Ferentz? I mean, was that one of the years oh. that they that wasn't the year the missed field goal year was it? No, no, no. That, that, that was that was way before yeah, him. Way before. Yeah. I think he was the OC in like eighteen nineteen something oh, like that. Yeah, yeah, way before that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but when I started to do the research after I cold dropped the 49er staff and the Packers staff yeah. to us yesterday, where did I go first? Well, I had to look for the oldest guy up there. And that's Todd Clements, quarterback coach there, mm-hmm. been around forever. I'm going to guess. Star in the CFL. Yes. He was. He was a star in the CFL. Yeah, seven-time divisional all-star. Notre Dame, right? Is that where he played? I think. That's a little before my time. Great cupcake days are your time. <laughs> and uh, that's where my mind went. Because I still, even a guy in his 30s mm-hmm. that doesn't have any mm-hmm. kind of connection. Clement's got to be getting long in the tooth. He's got to be in his mid-60s. Oh, absolutely. For I sure. Think, uh, that's right up Ferris's uh-huh. alley, right? Yeah. What's more likely? 30-something I, or mid-60-something? Yeah. Um, I'll take the latter. Yeah. Now, I wouldn't personally take the latter. No, I know you wouldn't. But no, betting no, neither on one of us would. what Kirk Ferris is going to do. Because you know how these teenagers... Um, relate to senior citizens opposed right. to 30-something uh-huh. year old guys. When you get an opportunity to do it, so Bill O'Brien's off the board. Yep. It was not a real... No, no. was his name even ever associated the, with this gig? People connected dots. The Ferences... But the thing is, him and Brian are as close as maybe anybody that Brian has had. I mean, how many times do we hear that he was destined yeah, to go to the yeah, Texans and right, yeah. we'll go back to New England because him and Bill... Yeah. Well, Brian are about as close as you're going to find in NFL circles. And where'd he go? The Buckeyes, right? Yeah. He yep. took the OC job mm-hmm. with Ohio State. Now, here's something for you. If we're trying to find different routes, and that's really what we're doing, we're grasping at straws here because nobody has any idea. How many times have we heard? It was Paul Christ. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was the initial one. And there was a second guy. All right, it's Philbin. And then the secret third guy. Did we ever find out who no. that? No. "Quote unquote" secret third guy even I, was no. I I've not heard no. a name that there, has any validity to it. This as is close to the vest, I think, as you're going to find mm-hmm. for a search for an OC. Here's what I here's how I want it to end. I want it. I want the delay in hiring the the new offensive coordinator to be because that this person is still in the NFL playoffs. Right. I don't want a 6.30 news dump on a Friday afternoon. Congratulations to Joe Philbin. <laughs> right? And it sounds we like Philbin's a, out. I hope so, Trent. Yeah. I mean, he's he should be out. He's in the rocking chair portion of his career. Uh, I just I, I don't think this is going to work. And yeah, I see he's the offensive coordinator with the Packers, but he didn't call the plays. He didn't call the plays. No. Um, anyways. We'll find out. But Tom Cakert, our final guest, before we make our picks, uh, just before 1 o'clock. By the way, Tom Clements. How old is he? He's 70. I was going to say, I think he's even older than I was. Yeah. Older than Kirk. Yeah. No, he's not coming. Well. He's not coming. It's Kirk Ferentz. Yeah. We'll see on that front. Did Did you take a peek at the San Francisco coaching's hub? I did not. Staff? I did not. There wasn't anybody that jumped out, right? There wasn't anybody that you said, okay, that would make sense. There's some kind of connection that could make that happen, that 
oh, okay, Shanahan has worked with this guy for a long time. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. I didn't see anybody either that would make a whole lot of sense. Like Brian Greasy, he's not coming to Iowa to be the OC. No. That's, that's not happening. No, why would you leave the Niners? <laughs> well, I mean, you want to move up. I get that. He's a quarterback coach. He's not even the OC, so maybe that would be something there. But there just isn't anything that would make a whole lot of sense. Clint Kubiak is a name that had uh, been there's out there. One, yeah, I've heard, we've heard that one before. You're right. So he is the offensive passing game specialist. For the Niners? For the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Gary's kid. Mm-hmm. Brilliant uh, mind. Was with the Vikings when Kubiak was there, was he He not? was, yeah. Broncos quarterback coach from 2016 to 2018. He had, let's see, Case Keenum, mm-hmm. Trevor Simeon, mm. Paxton Lynch. Jesus. It's no wonder we stink. <laughs> uh, you know what? I just used the word we. I apologize. Look at that, yeah. man. Falling apart over yeah. there. Clint Kubiak, I guess, would be the one that I, I looked at and said, okay, people have thrown out that name mm-hmm. a little bit. We have heard that one before. Mahaffey, where's Mahaffey from? Is he a Central Iowa guy? Grinnell, I think. Is he really? If memory serves, yeah, it was Grinnell. Did he play high school football in Central Iowa? At Grinnell. He played there. He played at so college at UNI. There. Yeah. He played high school in Grinnell and college at UNI. All right. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> it's not going to be John Budmeyer. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I, 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 shouldn't, I shouldn't throw cold water on it. Bud's going to have... A landing spot. Mm-hmm. I continue to hear that, mm-hmm. and I don't get it. I mean, it, it's this is a little flippant, but it, it almost feels like you have to have a welfare check on Kirk. I mean, the wool that's been pulled over his eyes <laughs> by his son. Yeah, that's one thing. All right, John. That's, Bud, that's easy to do. What has so. John Budmeyer shown right. you in two years? Yeah, as bad a quarterback play as you're going to find in college with, football. Without a doubt, that even if it is, he becomes the wide receiver coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the guy you want. No. Going out there and recruiting no. seventy-year-old kids to come to Europe no. to play wide receiver. No thanks. Yeah, I mean, a position that has stunk, and even when they've had guys, they haven't played. Mm-hmm. I mean, Charlie Jones. <laughs> yeah, and he's where's he? Is he still in the playoffs? Is he a Raven? No, he was a Bengal, wasn't he? Was he a Bengal? Yeah, okay, I think yeah. it was Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, yeah, uh, Bud Meyer. Um, you can find quotes just praising Deacon Hill, mm-hmm. and he got a good one here coming to Iowa. Mm-hmm. Deacon Hill. Yeah. Uh, anyways, if he becomes the wide receiver coach, there is going to there's going to be some issues. Mm-hmm. We'll just put it that way with Coach Bud taking over there. Uh, Speaking, uh, let's stay on the college football theme, but let's move from Iowa to Iowa State and and more and expand it from Iowa State to conference wide. When's the schedule coming out? Hasn't it been rumored to be coming out for weeks? Hasn't I haven't even. I'm pretty sure that this thing is overdue at this point. I mean, we know the opponents, yeah, but we know dates for the other power. How many to left now? Four. Power Four conferences. We don't know, you know, what, what the back-to-back uh, road games. Where mm-hmm. the I, I just think that, um, you know, what you want to, you want to um, own the news cycle. I guess maybe be the last one, and yeah. and you know everybody else is kind of moved on from college football, and you want to, mm-hmm. you know, get a little spotlight on your conference. Maybe that's what's behind it. But that's one of the questions for John Walters. I'm not sure it's saying that he knows, but it does seem strange. Uh, that um, still still waiting for that. What's the road trip that Cyclone fans are excited about this oh, year? Oh, good. What's point. the one that? Let me get the. Now you got the drivable one with Kansas, and we've seen yeah plenty of buses make their way down there, and lots of fans that have made it down to Kansas, and obviously an improved program when you could to- take it over with five thousand people. Not the days anymore no, there at changed. Kansas. It's yes, definitely changed. So the road trips in the Big Twelve include Houston. 
So am I speaking for myself or am I speaking uh, trying to put myself in a mindset of an Iowa State fan? Iowa State fan. And let's just say okay. the three games that are not exactly drivable. Okay. You're, you're going to take a trip, though, this fall. Okay. You can go to Houston. Okay. You can go to Utah. Or you can go to West Virginia. You got a couple of newbies in oh, there. They're a 5-4 this year. Yes, they are. Good. As the non-conference game mm-hmm. is at Iowa this season. Well, that's not the shiniest road slate, is it? <laughs> no, it comes not right exactly. down to it. No Tucson, no Boulder, no nope. Phoenix. Uh, Cincinnati was a hit last year with Cyclone fans. It was, yep. absolutely. Uh, they, they showed up there and uh, and took over the stadium. Uh, boy, Trent. <laughs> I, yeesh, I guess. Houston? Maybe. Maybe. I've never heard anything great about Houston. I've only been there as a layover. I've never actually. I've only been there as that, that's true. I, I was saw a game at the Astrodome, but flew in and flew out the same day. I was staying at Dallas and flew in and flew in the, uh, out of Houston to get to the Astrodome. Is it Rice Eccles? Just because you get mountains? Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Salt Lake is pretty good. I've heard good things about Salt Lake. Now, speaking of airports, that's the only time I've ever been to Salt Lake, and it is a beautiful view flying into Salt Lake. Beautiful. Utah, I guess. But not. it's not a very shiny non-conference slate. Coming I mean, do up they have a bar in Salt Lake City? They do, yes. They have bars. But that, you really got to look for it? No, no, not anymore. That's is not, there a... Not, not, not that's, a that's a 1970s kind of thinking. There, yeah, yeah. Is there like a Beale Street or a... Uh, well, I mean, that's I mean, a little the, bit of a stretch. Yeah, yeah. There's a bar district. Is there, there's things. There's that, a cool spot. I've heard like when the NBA All Star Game was there. What last Don't year? Don't order the pizza. But, you know, <laughs> right. But Michael Jordan could right. tell you about that. Yeah. Allegedly, pizza's not going to go very mm-hmm. good. There's an area. There's a bar district. You're, mm-hmm. It's Salt Lake City. It's what about West what, Virginia? Just because of the back, the mountains. Yeah. Maybe crazy fan base. Mm-hmm. West Virginia should be pretty good again. I think improving and Neil yeah. Brown safe in his oh, job. Oh, he had a hell of a year this year. This season. Yeah, Houston does nothing for me. Utah, I guess, by default, would be the one that you lean on. By default. Play the same thing for Iowa. Okay, let me get the schedule from you. Hang on a second. So, no games in the non-conference on the road. Minnesota, let's take the Gophers off. You can drive up there. And I'm sure most everybody has taken a road Oh, come on. This is such an easy answer. I'm cheating, but the answer is easy. At Ohio State, at Michigan State, at Maryland, at UCLA. Ding, 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 ding. That's right. no, no doubter. Yeah, it's so special, Trent. It's mm-hmm. so. What will it look like when Iowa and UCLA? When you see, we see a bunch of games at UCLA, right? And mm-hmm. they play in front of family and friends. They do a lot of times, which is just. Un, I guess there's a lot to do there. That's the excuse. Um, it's not on campus. It's not. It's no. a. It's, it's a drive. It's Pasadena. It's it's. There's just so much to do. It's UCLA. Flying to Burbank. Uh, don't fly into LAX. Don't don't fly into LAX. The last thing you want to do is fly into LAX. Fly into Burbank. Chip Kelly is likely in his final season at UCLA. Well, I thought he was this year. Right. And he survived. And uh-huh. We'll see if he can get a Neil Brown out of him this year. Yeah. I'm not going to hold my breath about it. And their slate. So they open up at Hawaii. This is UCLA slate? Yep. I love the fact we're sitting here breaking down <laughs> Indiana, okay. after a bye week, they go to LSU in non-conference. Oh, my God. Good luck with that. They get Oregon coming to town. Then they go to Penn State. How about that three games? At LSU, <laughs> home for Oregon, at Penn State. You, you hit the nail on the head. This is Chip Kelly's last year. Yeah. Yeah. After that, they get the Gophers coming into town. Yeah. 
at Rutgers. Ooh, it's a roadie. That <laughs> is. By week at Nebraska. Oh, my. And then Iowa. They very well could be, let's see, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, eight games. They could be two and six, even three and five. Mm-hmm. That thing might be over half Hawkeye mm-hmm. fans. I mean, they've had announced attendance of 30,000, or there's probably 20,000 in the building. Mm-hmm. You think there's 15,000, 20,000 Hawkeye fans that are going to be playing on yes, this trip? I do. I do too. I really there do. very well could be more Hawkeye fans in the building than UCLA fans. Second Saturday in November. Oh, that sounds great. And don't fly into Burbank. Fly into Vegas. Well, no, well fly into Vegas. That's what you can I'm drive. Do. Okay, that, that makes sense. That's too. what I'm doing. Flying into Vegas, day or two there, then finish the trip to LA. Who are you going with? Buddies. Maybe the wife. Okay. Yeah. Are you doing the show out there? Oh, that's the plan. You know, we got a spot in Vegas to do it. We do. Yeah, yeah we do. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, that's tempting, isn't mm-hmm. it? November the 9th, fly into Vegas, do a couple of days there, mm-hmm. get there for Thursday night football, whatever that yeah. game would be. I like how you're thinking. Yeah, drive to Pasadena. It's six hours, five and a half, depending on... Well, we'll be going the other way, though, because... The traffic will be coming in. The traffic will be coming in, and we'll be going back to Vegas mm-hmm. to fly out of there unless we fly to Burbank on the way home. Uh, I think you're on to something, Frank. I, I, I got that, this. That will be, that will be by far and away, by far yes. and away, the most attractive uh, road venue uh, coming up. Uh, did you hear the news yesterday on Adam Wainwright, who's no surprise, is going to go to Fox mm-hmm. and be a baseball broadcaster? Speaking of baseball, I had a nice conversation yesterday out of the blue with uh, Sam Burnaby, the GM oh, yeah. over at the Iowa Cubs. Listened to our discussion. He said, boy, I've got the baseball juices flowing. When he called me, just uh, want to talk baseball. Anyways, he heard our um, a kind of breakdown of fan bases. Mm-hmm. They did a survey, a thousand Baseball fans in Central Iowa surveyed okay. for their favorite team. So this is actually just, this is not you and I just speculating mm-hmm. and throwing stuff out there. Welcome to 11 to 1. Um, <laughs> there's, actually, there's, there's actually some data behind this. So right. what percentage of that thousand baseball fans that were surveyed, what percentage of them are Cubs fans? 75%. Now you're a little high, but you're closer than I thought you'd get. 68. 68. 68. Yeah. 68. Cardinals are second. Mm-hmm. It's essentially a toss-up between the Royals and the Twins. Now, this was a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And then it's all the other re- all the, all the national teams. I, that's what I've been it's trying Dodgers, to say. It's Dodgers. It's Yankees. It's Braves. It's Red, Red Sox. Sox. You don't hear a lot of Brewers. And <laughs> you don't hear a lot of White Sox. But he did say this. I'm 100% right on my White Sox take that it will create new fans. It will. Just new, just people going to the ballpark for yeah. the first time. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's South Loop, but, but anyway. It would be just, cool. It will be. Yeah. It really would. It would make me, and I'm not alone. Make me. Yes. Yeah. Want to go there. Well, you said you've never been to the South. Never cell. been. Never. You love Chicago. I do. You love baseball. Yes. I love baseball at Wrigley Field. <laughs> it's a bit of a problem. And, and everything that goes around uh, right. along with Wrigley Field. Yeah. I mean, I was so glad that we did our road trip uh, for the uh, Northwestern game at Wrigley and we mm-hmm. were in Wrigleyville. You know, it's not non-baseball scene, but just being there, it's just right. special, isn't it? it it's really just is. old. Um, it, it's there's it's the neighborhood, it. too. Yes, it's exactly. so fun. Right. Just walking up and mm-hmm. down and seeing mm-hmm. everybody. and it, it's, it's different. You yeah. don't get that at no. the cell. That's those are the kind of things that just sporting events when you're going on the road somewhere, not when you're going to watch your team. You know, you right, kind of have your right. your own set, but when you're going somewhere new, somewhere different, yep. 
and having that aspect of it, it just makes it so incredibly fun. It, it is. Camden Yards, same way. Camden Yards is great. Boy, there's a, I can't, wish I could remember the bar. It was just packed. And that's the reason that Soldier Field sucks. There's, there's nothing, nothing around it. There's nothing. And the worst part about Soldier Field, at least I find, and I never saw a Bears game there. I saw uh, the, the Rolling Stones there. Yeah. Um, is the walk to find an Uber. Oh, God. I mean, you walk for miles, right? I mean, I'm not exaggerating, am I? You get dropped off and you got to go through a tunnel. Mm-hmm. But it's, that's not where you get your Uber. You got to go. Um, what's what's the what's the, the with the columns on it? The uh, oh, it's a it's a it's a war memorial. Building. It is, yeah. What's the name of it? Mm, don't know. Come on, Mister Bearsford. Nah, okay. um, that memory has faded. Okay, but you get my point. It's a long walk. It is. But there's nothing around there, Trent. No, nothing. I remember getting dropped off there before the first Iowa Northern Illinois game. Like, oh yeah, it's 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 close. Yeah, it's like a mile and a half walk just to get to the area that my buddies happened to have a spot mm-hmm. because one of their father in laws was a season ticket holder for the oh, Bears. Okay. That was the only, but we had a spot for one car. <laughs> yeah. Now, once you're in the building, it's kind of special. I like it. I, I did was, you? Yeah, I did. I liked. I, I liked Soldier Field. Those end zone Pickles seats. Pickles Pub. Drew Shipley on fire today. You're 100 percent right. Thank you. Those end zone seats are a long ways away from the action. It's. It's not a great football venue. It wasn't built for football. It was built as an all-purpose stadium. Mm-hmm. And the look of it now is they tried to create this mm-hmm. new look along with what it is. Did you see Arlington is uh, back on? It appears the talks are happening oh, again. It? Yeah. Now, why wouldn't well, the Bears be in property for crying out They did. Run? Now, why wouldn't the Bears be interested in that area that we're talking about with the White Sox? Not big enough? Is that what it is? I... I'm because the, you could see how compressed that building is, was in the yes, renderings. Yes. You're probably right. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. Let's build the thing up. Build it up. Yeah. Just build it up. <laughs> All right. Coming up on 1125 Miller and Condon. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 uh, KXNO. What'd you watch last night? I watched. Um, so I watched the Big Ten, the Michigan State Minnesota game early. Uh-huh. Got away late. It did get away late. And I went in, I fell into a rabbit hole and I left it there. I watched a, a, a two Canadian NHL teams play. I watched okay. the, I watched the Leafs and the Flames. And I've been telling you this, you, the audience, this for years, but remember when it's all said and done that you heard it first, the single greatest American born hockey player in the history of the world will be Austin Matthews. It's not Patrick Kane, who's a phenomenal player, but when it's all said and done, Austin Matthews will be where the bar is set. He's just incredible. He is just in, he might be the best player in the hockey in hockey period. He's that good. He's that good. And he was born in the hockey hotbed of Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> Which is remarkable. All right, let's uh, give somebody a chance to win $1000. It is time for the $1000. Swoosh. Head to kxno.com right now. You can enter this nationwide keyword grand at kxno. Dot com, your chance to win $1,000. It's grand at kxno.com, grand at kxno.com. Another opportunity coming up here in about one hour. Chris Andrews from the South Point coming up next. Our uh, road trip destination doesn't change things really with Kansas, but the potential that Iowa State, Kansas at Arrowhead this upcoming season. You know what, Trent? Because uh, because uh, oh, the, renovations. the renovations. Yes, absolutely. I think all of the games are going to be played. Are they going to play all of them? I believe wow. so. Wow. Yeah, that's true. There's going well yeah. again. We were talking about kind of those longer yeah, not road trips. The, not, but, yeah, we we eliminated Minnesota for the same reason. It's an easy drive. But Arrowhead, twenty five, thirty thousand cyclone. Again, depending on date. When was their last game? Was it Florida State? 
Was that the was that the Seneca? Uh, that's the last one I remember. That's the last one I can remember yeah. too. Like a screw No, well, they, no, they played Kansas State there a couple of times. Oh, did they? Yeah, when they had Farmageddon there a couple of times. Okay, I think yeah, I it twice they, that happened something like that. Still, uh-huh. that will be especially like mid October, just a chance to get away for the weekend, mm-hmm. make it a three day weekend, something like that. Mm-hmm. If you have a Chiefs game happening the next day, think of that double dip. Oof. Yeah, absolutely. Let's make sure we get this schedule right. All right, it has to work for us. Right, that's the main thing. I mean, we can get to Kansas City, Ken. We can do a show from down there. I have bad memories about Kansas City from last weekend. Eleven <laughs> uh, twenty-five. The weather will be better. I got to think it would be. Uh, the keyword crowd. is grand. Grand at kxno.com. Uh, we'll join uh, Chris Andrews, or Chris Andrews will join us. We'll head to Las Vegas. He runs the shop at the South Point in LV, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six point hundred bets off. Hillary Condon, welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO, just past 1130. John Walter's voice of Iowa State, Tom Kakert on the Hawkeyes, hour number two. Let's get to Las Vegas. The sportsbook director runs the shop at the South Point, one of Trent and I's favorite destinations in Las Vegas on the South Strip. He's Chris Andrews. Chris, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. I know you're busy. How are things, Chris Andrews? Uh, busy. <laughs> Good. Good. I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, this is, this is a great week. I mean, it, it, I love when, it, it, oh, this is the best week. Oh, next week, though, that's the best week. Or the one before that was a bit, they're all great. I yeah. mean, what can I tell you? They're all fantastic. We all love the NFL. Yep. You know, and, uh, it's just, uh, everything's fantastic. And the, the action's been, you know, terrific, and I see no let up going on. Is uh, of the four games, uh, you guys are down to nine now. At least you were uh, on the on the early game, the Baltimore Houston game. What now? What of the four of the which of the four games do you think that number may settle at a different spot than it is now? Well, the one game that just keeps going back and forth is the Chiefs and Bills. Mm. Uh, we've been back and forth from two and a half and three. I couldn't even tell you how many times, numerous times, you know, because we do everything at minus 110. Yep. So when we're at two and a half flat, we're the only one in the world. And then we go to three flat, we're the only one in the world. <laughs> so guys come, depending on who you like, and I, you know, I got a couple guys, you know, they come in and they, they'll bet 20000 And I think, yeah, can they have more? I said, yeah, I'm not going to give you more right now, but stick around. They'll probably be back to whatever number you want. Then you can hit me at that point. You know. Oh, so, man. They, it's so back fun. and forth quite a bit. I, I'm uh, looking at where I find uh, some numbers here. And I count, I think, 15 different times, 14 different times you guys have Jeez. went up, went from three to two and a half to three to two and a half, 14 times here going back what uh, to the beginning of the week when you posted that yeah. one. Is it the number? Is it getting to that key number of the three? Is it the game? What? Why are you seeing so much action and, and making that in? Is it because of your guys' juice and you guys don't play with juice? Is that the reason that so many people want to hit you guys knowing they're going to get that minus 110? Yeah, Trent, all of the above. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. You know, I mean, I remember doing a show one time. I was on with uh, Roxy Roxborough. Yeah. And we're another guy. And a guy said, you know, really, in the NFL – it, 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 the number only comes into play, whatever it is, like 17% of the time, 20% of the time. Because, you know, so really you just have to pick the winner. And I just remember Roxy saying, well, move a game from two and a half to three and see what happens. <laughs> you know, and I'm thinking, yeah, this is exactly it. You know, people just 
they die over a three. I mean, they would kill somebody to get the three if it's two and a half everywhere. And, uh, you know, that's, that's exactly where we're at right now. And, uh, you know, guys are coming in and, and even at the two and a half, you know, whatever we have is the best number. So right now that, that handle on that game is just astronomical. And, uh, you said it's changed 14 times. I'd like to bet it'll change 14 more times between now and kickoff. <laughs> and, of course, the late game and people trying to get even uh-huh. or even worse at the end of things. Even or even worse. Exactly. Ken brought up uh, the, the game, the first one of the day with Houston-Baltimore. I was on the uh, the Texans right away when the 9.5 came out. I didn't think I was going to get a 10. And there are some 9s out there. Now, it's different when you look at public, public sentiment, and it feels like everybody kind of is liking the Texans at this point. Compared to what you're seeing in the betting market, where are you guys at the South Point? Are you inundated with Texans money, or is it more even? I'm looking at my ticket counts. They're almost dead even. Okay. Uh, the money is a little high on the Texans. Um, so a little little bit of public sentiment for the Texans. Uh, and I'm looking at the money line. You know, kind of a similar story. Ticket count is uh, is pretty even, but that, uh, the money is definitely on the Texans. Guys are taking some of that, that juicy price. I will say this, Trent, just a word of caution. You know, you and I are friends mm-hmm. for a long time. Yep. That first week is usually a dog week, uh-huh. which was last week. Second week is quite often a favorites week. You know, so just be careful with mm. that. Uh, I mean, that's – listen, I'm not telling you – Every favorite's going to cover this week. I'm not telling you that at all. I'm telling you that's that's been the trend over the years. And uh, you have a game. I always say the games are decided on the field, but the prices are decided elsewhere. Yep. And a lot of times the prices are decided by by public sentiment. So I don't know. I mean, Ravens nine. I mean, that is a big number. And the Texans are playing great. I think we saw that early in the year when they absolutely waxed the Steelers. Uh, and I don't know, what was that, like week four or five, something like that. And uh, that was all of a sudden the alert that, hey, this team is really pretty good. And uh, and they are a good team. They've continued to win, and they are very good. And, you know, Lamar Jackson's had some troubles in the playoffs. So I'm not telling you the winner, but I'm just uh, being a little careful. Uh, of the uh, eight remaining teams, Chris, who are you upside down with as far future-wise at the South Point for the Super Bowl? Uh, you know, we're not upside down on anybody good. right now. I mean, I think we're in real good shape. Probably the least favorable position is the Packers. Uh, we just had them some big prices early on. Uh, you know, I mean, listen, I mean, this is two months ago. Everybody was saying how Jordan Love was a bust. Yeah. You know, and they, they had to draft another quarterback. All of a sudden, this kid got hot. And, I mean, listen, it's like a lot of guys. You know, you start out, you're maybe not the best you're going to be, but after uh, – you know, half a season, this kid really found his stride, and, and he obviously had some talent. And, uh, you know, here we are. You know, we're uh, you know in the second round of the playoffs, and, you know, they got a pretty good chance. I, I don't know if they have a chance against the Niners. I really don't. But we had some big prices on them, and a lot of guys took advantage of those prices. Green Bay, incredible last week, what they did to Dallas, jumping out to the 27 nothing lead and yeah. coasting into the victory here. It's different against San Francisco. You mentioned favorites in this one. Big number, though. I I, I thought this was going to be a lot closer to a touchdown than the 9.5 you guys currently have at the South Point. What have you guys seen in handle with the Packers and the Niners? A little bit of money on the Packers. Uh, t- this is a little flip, though. Most of the, the ticket count is on the Niners, uh, but the money's on the Packers, mm. and uh, that goes for the money line and everything. So we've got a lot of Packer money. So we are if, if they kick off now, 
which, by the way, they're not. We've got another 24 hours. You know, uh, if they were to kick off right now, we would need the Niners pretty good, both uh, straight up and against the number. Well, uh, with with the Super Bowl being in Las Vegas, uh, the handle last year I think was a hundred and uh, I'm guessing one hundred and sixty million. Will it go up with the with the event held in Las Vegas? Does, does that matter anymore? Well, it mattered last year because the game was in Arizona, and Arizona had just opened betting there. So in years past, so the game was in Arizona. They just, you know, uh, legalized betting, you know, in Arizona. So that hurt our handle last year. Now this year, it'll it'll most certainly break the records. But you know, can I tell you guys, I'm not that crazy about the game being here. <laughs> yeah. I always liked it better when it wasn't here yeah. because it was it, it was like we had a Super Bowl anyway, right. know, whether it was here or you know, they they could play it on on Mars. You know, it didn't matter. Yeah, you know, so. Um, yeah, but it, it's. I guess in the long term, it's good for the town. I understand all that, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, I, I think we'll surely break some records this year. But it's more because of what Arizona did last year, as opposed to what we're going to have this year. Are you guys at the South Point sold out as far as rooms yet, Chris? We're not. No, huh, no, surprising. We're not sold out, and I, it's not because of the rooms or the prices. I think the airlines have jacked up numbers so hard oh. that a lot of people are having trouble flying in. You know, so we're getting our usual people from. Uh, you know, L.A. and if San Francisco makes it in, uh, San Francisco always uh, brings in a lot of people here. You know, so uh, but but that uh, I think it's hurting at this point. Now, again, we're still a couple weeks away. But right now, the numbers are jacked up from the airlines. Not so much room numbers, uh, room uh, rates here in Las Vegas, but uh, but the airlines. Something to keep an eye on. And for Iowans heading out there, want to go out to the Super Bowl, uh, definitely hang out with Chris and always a good time at the South Point. Uh, one more game. Tampa, Detroit. Good luck finding somebody who wants to take the Buccaneers on the money line. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I've heard plenty of, and hey, maybe you grab the points at six and a half, but I can't find anybody that likes Tampa in this game. You seeing the same at the South Point? Yeah, and that's the one. I mean, I keep jacking up their odds to win the Super Bowl, and I don't get, I haven't had too many bites yet. Yeah. You know, uh, if they win, listen, God bless them. I think they've had a great yep. year. I'm always kind of rooting for Baker Mayfield, just one of those guys that a lot of guys uh, had no faith in. And uh, wait, hey, guys, can you hang on one second? Yeah. Got a big bet coming in. Hang on one All second. Right. This, this is good. Yes, yeah, look at this. Live on the air, we get a big bet coming in. So, so this is what Chris has to do here. Big bet comes in. He's got to decide, all right, does this lead to something that he's going to have to adjust? Just, by the way, DraftKings down nine and a half again. I saw, yes, as we were talking, yeah. I saw that thing flip too. Uh, for people that wonder where we get these numbers, this is public information mm-hmm. that you and I get. This is at Wager Talk yep. that we get. It has Circle listed. It has the South Point, the Super King, Caesars, yep. everybody. And Chris, then, you back? I am back, yep. And then some offshores, too. So if people wonder where we get the numbers that we talk about a lot, it is Wager Talk and South Point is there, too, and we can see it. We're, we saw something there. So, Chris, did you have to move a number after that? I did. A guy bet me. I had a pretty nice price on the 49ers to win it all, plus 190. Uh-huh. And uh, one of my biggest players uh, took the 190. You know, we're in real good shape with them. But, uh, yeah, he gave me a pretty nice size bet. So now 
out of respect for him, because he is double sharp. I went to plus 175. Oh, wow. Nice. Chris, we'll let you get back to it. We appreciate uh, you finding time for us here in Des Moines. Uh, again, big fans of your property at the South Point. I think uh, Trent's got one more. Yeah, Chris, I uh, just wanted to mention what you guys are doing there with your great in-studio that you have right oh, there yeah, next yeah, to the yeah. sports book. Um, oh, yeah. What's uh, the latest for people? You're on there. I love to hear, obviously, your takes on a lot of different things with football. Uh, what's the latest, what you guys are doing with the studio, where people can find uh, all the great information and shows that you guys have? We're, we're adding all the time. You know, we added, uh, this will be the, the Ken's Heart, but we added a, a race show nice. five Ooh. days a week, uh, 7 o'clock in the morning, race day, Las Vegas. Uh, we have the noon show. These are all Pacific. Then. Noon Pacific, uh, Frank uh, Nicotero, who's a sports fan, a comedian, you know, a little lighthearted uh, look at the sports stuff. And then our afternoon show, Sports by the Book, we've just expanded to seven days a week. Uh, we brought in Matt Neverett to do uh, Jeff Parle's two days off. So it's Monday through Friday at uh, 3 o'clock. And then Saturday and Sunday, we go at 8.30 in the morning. We go for an hour and a half uh, looking at the day's games. Alex White, if you guys are familiar with Kenny White, this is yeah, Alex, this his is daughter. Kenny's daughter. Yeah. And she's double smart. Hey, listen, she's not just a pretty face. She won the $100,000 last man standing contest last year. So she is double sharp. And I mean, she, uh, she loves all the sports. She loves, yeah. she's great at hockey, too. She's terrific yeah. at hockey. Yeah. So I mean, she's really somebody to follow. So, uh, I'd recommend all those shows. And, uh, and we try to have a lot of fun with it. And, you know, we're having, uh, we had meetings yesterday. I'm actually going to the meeting at 10 o'clock here. Uh, we may be adding another show soon, too. So we're seeing everything's growing. Numbers are great, and we're we're very happy with it so far. And more importantly, Michael Gaunt's happy with it. That's yeah, that's, that's the key. That's the key. Tell Vinny hello for Trent and I. Yes. Good, to, good to talk to you, Chris Andrews. Thank you. you. See you, buddy. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. Yeah, Bye-bye. you sure will. Take care. Good to talk to you. Chris Andrews from the South Point. Check it out. You'll be glad you did. Yeah, they do. The casino's great. The sports mm-hmm. book is, is really fun. Yep. You said it's it's the south tip of the strip. It is, but it's a, a really both of you and I have really enjoyed our time there. Mm-hmm. You make it a point, even if, if you're I'm downtown. St- if I'm staying in a circle. We make it because I love the race book. Yes, I one love, of the few big race books it, left, and it is it's separate from the sports book, mm-hmm. so it's not like you're jostling for TVs. Uh, no, I love. There's so much the the dollar fifty hot dog cart. Yes, that was down at uh, oh, what was that joint on the. Right next to the Flamingo, and it's changed oh, names. Yeah. I think it's the Cromwell now. Bill's yeah. Gambling Hall. Yeah, but yes. part of, part, for a while it was. Uh-huh. Uh, anyways, there's a huge South Point fan, and the room's great. You can go, and you get a hot dog and a beer, and give him 10 bucks. He left him a nice tip. And they serve Stella. That they do. Which moves uh, my needle. And that show... I, I've talked to Chris now for a decade. I, I'm just, I, I love his stories. We've talked about his books in the past. He's a great author. He's just great on the doing this air. since the 70s. Yeah. So when I had Chris on when you were away, and we were talking, that's pretty prime real estate there, right next to the book. Yeah. You know what most people would do. All right. VEASAN went away. Yep. We're tearing that down. We're putting you more slot, slot machines. machines. Right. Yeah. And financially, that makes sense. It does. They kept the studio. And what they're doing there, you can find it on YouTube. It's just search South Point Casino, or studio, excuse me, and it'll pop up there. And they do a really good job. Mm-hmm. Chris is just such a great storyteller. And I love getting the information like he just told us, you know, the, the ticket counts and seeing where things are. It solidified some of my bets, and it also made me second-guess a few more of them. And, and that Sounds like there is a professional better that just walked in and hammered the San Francisco 49ers to win the Super Bowl. We got that live on the air. How cool is cool. that? Pretty cool.
Pretty cool. All right, we'll take our time out. Uh, it's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. 3124. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Miller and Condon, welcome back. Final uh, couple of minutes here, hour number one. Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Hour number two, John Walters will start things off on Iowa State. Tom Kickard on the Hawkeyes will make our picks on the divisional round before we get out of here uh, at 1 o'clock. You've got a high school basketball game tonight on the Bull? I do. It'll be Waukee against Waukee. Northwest playing host to the Warriors. little purple on blue matchup up there. Getting excited to see the rivalry game. Of course, the just the last couple of years and what it was on the boys' side of things. But mm-hmm. good teams, all four teams in this one. Girls, boys, doubleheader. Oh, pre-game. you're doing both good. Yes, we'll start at 6 o'clock tonight on 96.9 The Bull, followed by the nightcap, the boys' side, about 7.45 with that one. Looking forward to that. And a doubleheader of high school basketball here on a Friday night. Fast break, break Friday, back for a Friday, 96.9. And you can also listen for free on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, there is some disappointing news sports-wise. Uh, an institution uh, in sports publishing is closing its doors after 70 years. The entire staff at Sports Illustrated was just laid off. Really? The entire staff no. at Sports Illustrated. Pat Forty? You know, Trent, um, when when I was uh, gone a couple of weeks weeks ago and I was you know, clicking on stuff and I ran out of my four free articles, I came within an inch of pulling the trigger. It's yeah. they're, they're such talented writers over there. I don't know, maybe more. I love the NFL guys, um, but they're all gone. Sports Illustrated, the pictures inside the front cover, right? You'd, yes. you'd see you'd see the uh, the index of what's in the magazine. Then you'd flip in some phenomenal, phenomenal uh, pictures. Faces it, in the crowd. Faces in the crowd. Was incredible. The back cover. Oh. The, yes. Uh, Pat, uh, no, what? Uh, Rick Riley. Yep. Into R- Russian, right? Steve Russian? Steve Russian. Yes. yes. I think you're right. But the photography, the writing, the chronicling of some of the biggest sporting events of our lifetime after 70 years. Now, I know there's no, I don't think there's a magazine anymore. Was there? I think that had gone off. There might have been too. special commemorative issues, things like that. But yeah. Right. I have the um, um, the swimsuit edition. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I mean, that was when did that start? Eighties? I would. Mm, I, I think it was eighties. Yeah, probably right. That sounds about right. And it was usually hit in February, I believe. I don't think it came in a brown paper wrapper to your mailbox, <laughs> but um, but that was huge, and that was a uh, a lightning rod. Because some people thought it was a great idea, and there was just as many that did not like that. Now you can still purchase it for, uh, that was 2023. That was May of 2023. When was, was the first there. one? That's what I was looking. Uh, first out. So, I'm going to go 80s. Yeah, not seeing anything. Evolution, swimsuit cover. Uh, 1964. That Jesus. I was going to say, there were some old ones. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I guess I was late yes, in my development. apparently were. <laughs> I was not. Got a young Trenconda through some times. Uh, it's 1964. Wow. Uh, anyways, 70-something years in Sports Illustrated, gone. My wall in my bedroom in high school was covered, one wall, with SI covers. My favorite ones. I rip them out. Do you have a favorite cover that you remember? Oh, boy. Well... I still have the magazines of when Iowa's been featured. Mm. I have one way back in the day, 1950s, I found like at a flea market or something for 50 cents. So I got that one framed. 
Iowa basketball was on the cover. But taking the uh, Iowa equation out of it, I'd have to think. You know, there's every once in a while you go into a sports bar that has something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, there's a 1908 over by our house over on 50th and EP True. And they have that in the bathroom. It's just a bunch of SI covers, which is always cool. There's so many great ones, though. Uh, there's nothing individually that jumps out. How about you? No, nothing. There's so many different ones, right? Uh, and so many big, big time events chronicle. I, again, the photography on, I don't know if it was pages three, four, and five, but very early, um, uh, in, in every edition that came out, just breathtaking, just perfectly captured, uh, at, at the moment. So, uh, sad, uh, but I guess it was bought up by, um, I don't know who it was bought up by, but they decided to go in a d- different direction. And um, Sports Illustrated, if you're a sports fan, thir- how old would 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s and up, 40 and up? You read Sports Illustrated for sure. Yeah. I mean, go into a doctor's office and, and, try, and, <laughs> yes. and, 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 and try not to find a Sports Illustrated. Well, and think of that too. Now everyone's just on their phone. Uh huh. A magazine. Do they still have magazine racks at doctor's offices? No chance. It was always uh, Field and Stream. Yes. Sports Illustrated. You get like a Time. A Time. Newsweek, something like that. Yeah, yeah. But SI, Find that SI that I've read cover to cover, and I'm going to read an article again. Gone. Gone. A hedge fund company bought it up, and this is what happened. John Walters on Iowa State. Tom Cakert on Iowa. Our picks, our two next. Miller and Condon, 106.3 KXNO.